Hello everyone, welcome to our Inspiring Thoughts podcast. We're very lucky this week to have Sam before Che join us. Uh, and Sam is a PhD researcher at the Centre of Sust uh, Sustainable Planning and Environment uh, and the Centre for Public Health and Wellbeing at the West of England University. So uh, Sam, bit of a mouthful of a title there, but great to have you on board. Yeah, it's great to have you guys too. Um, I'm actually excited to be here. I believe that um, your audience would actually enjoy this postcard because we're going to have a very interesting conversation, but very useful. So, yeah, I hope you enjoy it too. So, yeah, yeah thank you no. very much. I'm looking forward to it. And already we're both smiling. So that's a good thing. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a definitely good thing. So um, today's podcast is um, I saw Sam on LinkedIn and it was really fascinating uh, around what Sam looks at, like the natural environment and the effect it has on mental health and well-being. So I reached out to Sam and Sam's had seven questions in advance of today for us just to talk through. But before we get going, um, Sam, would you just tell us about your kind of career history or what you're working on at the moment? Yeah. Um, so first of all, I'd like to thank you, Stephen, for this opportunity, and I'd like to greet all your audiences. Um, it's a great privilege to be here. So um, I'm Samuel Che, as Stephen rightly said. Um, so a bit of my background. So I did my undergrad in Ghana. So I'm from Ghana. Um, I did my undergrad in Ghana in biological sciences. Um, afterwards, I had the opportunity to work as a teaching and research assistant. So during that time, we had the opportunity to visit communities to see how we can actually support people and help people to live a healthy life. So that stirred a bit of an interest in me and I wanted to keep supporting people. And whilst I have this passion for research, I wanted to carry it forward to kind of like help people to make informed decisions. So during that time, um, after working as a teaching and research assistant, I had the opportunity to come to the UK to do my master's and I was on a fully funded scholarship, the Commonwealth Share Scholarship. So I came into the UK and that was when I was exposed to the bigger dimension of public health, which goes just far beyond preventing these infectious diseases, but then helping people to make healthy life choices and also improving the well-being of people. So um, I think during my master's, that was when the COVID came in. So it was around 2019, 2020. Um, and I was locked down in the room. Imagine doing lots of uni work and locked down in your room as well. And at that time, I didn't have um, an experience with nature, I would say green spaces, um, which I'm actually currently doing. So I got that interest because during that time, I was really anxious. And I had the opportunity to speak to one of our support services at the university at that time. And she told me that, well, for her, she loves to go out to have a walk and enjoy the beautiful scenery out there. So maybe I can try that. And that was when I got ushered into green nature to see the benefits that it has. So one thing I noticed was that during that time, anytime I would go out and return, I feel so refreshed and I could actually concentrate on my work. So afterwards, after the scholarship, I was supposed to go back to Ghana. So I went back to Ghana for a year and I saw a funding opportunity for a PhD which is about green space and how that can improve student mental health. Like, that's it. It's the opportunity I need, you know. So I applied for it and God be so good, I had the opportunity to be selected out from the many people. And yeah, I see it to be a privilege. So currently, I'm doing my PhD on green space and student mental health. I've done quite a lot um, and I'm still got a lot to do, but that's a bit of my background in a nutshell. Yeah. I hope that's not long enough. <laughs> yeah. But it's fascinating. I can pick up on your passion already um, around 
um, I really like about um, we encourage people to reach out for help and support. And like you said, you reached out to a colleague through university about actually during the pandemic and they recommended about going out to for walks or green spaces, those kind of things. <clears throat> and it made a huge difference to you, but also sparked those kind of ideas. Uh, and we just encourage, like you, Sam, as many people as possible to talk to other people to not share their burden but actually ideas suggestions to help their mental health and well-being so yeah definitely fascinating so it's great to still have you in the uk we haven't lost you yet sam <laughs> is it yeah so still got you. a lot of my hand um yeah. yeah so i'm doing some teaching i'm also doing my research and i've got some few publications in the pipeline as well so there's a lot going on yeah but yeah it's, it's a lovely experience and i've enjoyed yeah. <laughs> and um, if we go into our question, so um, and it might kind of tip on to the question or the kind of you just talked about. <clears throat> so what prompted you to study the effects on um, the environment and mental health? What, what I know you said about the pandemic, but what kind of pushed you even more to get into that study area? Yeah, I think one beautiful dimension that I would like to start from is that we don't really take advantage of the benefits we have at our disposal and i know the environment is a key determinant of everybody okay so science of course we learn from science that the environment an individual is influenced by your genes and the environment so if it's not genetic then it's something that you've actually developed from the environment so that alone reviews the major impact of the environment on an individual but um, my interest in the dimension of well-being came from the understanding that Growing up, I used to visit my grandparents in the village where they've got loads of natural environment. And you find out that people who live closer to these green areas live longer, they eat healthy, they have beautiful experiences. And I went there for some time, I was like, wow, this is so lovely. And urbanization currently, it's really increasing. And you know, everyone wants to live in the city, but then in the city, people are actually going through a lot. So mental health challenges, stress, depression are actually increasing within these locations. So I was like, okay, then why don't I take time to focus my career on learning about the environment and how that impacts the health and well-being of people? Because your health and well-being will determine your quality of life, will determine how long you can live. Um, Yeah, so that has been that passion. And of course, I do enjoy it as well because I also learn and it helps me to make informed decisions. Yeah. Yeah. But that that had been the passion behind yeah. what I'm doing, and it, and it's also about that uh, life longevity, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so spaces, etc., and people talk about breathing in fresh air. I mean, two years ago, or even three years ago, my wife and I moved, and we live near the coast now. Uh, and someone said to me, a friend of mine said, "That'll put ten years on your life," yeah. and I went. What do, you, what do you mean by that? And they said, actually, it's like the negative ions from the water and the sea. People live longer by the sea, fresher. So, uh, and already I've noticed in the last couple of years how much I feel nicer, happier, those kind of things. Uh, so it does resonate, doesn't it? Yeah. And I think that sometimes people, for instance, you know, people don't have that in-depth understanding of how certain environments can actually impact on how long you live and not just the length of years you have but then the quality of life within these years so if you're living to be 90 by age 90 you still you should still feel good isn't it you should be you know um living a healthy life limited of diseases yeah so the environment has that major role to play on how we can actually live healthy 
and even longer. So yeah, there, there are a lot of um, literature out there that reveal that you know blue spaces like water has a major impact on the health and well-being of people. And the world is currently exploring how best we can utilize these spaces. So yeah, as you rightly said, you know, you have the experience yeah. and perhaps your experience has taught you a lot, isn't it? So yeah. my interest is to use research to help people who have not had the experience to know that, of course, these areas are really useful. And if yeah. you can take advantage of them, your health, your well-being is really going to improve. Yeah. And it's it's amazing, Sam, how people take it for granted, isn't it? That That's they it. forget about the spaces they've got or the environment. So people, <clears throat> excuse me, worked in like in London or in the cities, etc., and just think that's it. Whereas th there's loads of places to go or kind of kind of walk or cycle or experience other things um, that's available to them, isn't it? Yeah, and I think the current um, dimension of humanity, so the current trend of life is actually going to be very devastating, um, unfortunately, because technology is increasing. People want to live, you know, in the comfort of their homes and still be able to do everything, isn't it? Yeah. So we have our phones with us, we have got our screens all the time, and we got detached from the very environment that can help us grow and improve our well-being. So it's just creating the awareness for people that in spite of the technological advancements, there are the benefits that we can have from these areas and we shouldn't void of understanding that these places are very useful and we can use them to improve our health and our well-being. Yeah and it's I think I saw recently a publication by somebody saying that um, children of the generation growing up now um, I think four out of five of them will suffer uh, with kind of social interactions because they are attached to their phones. So not knowing how to have that interaction with other people, technology is actually limiting them rather than in enhancing them, isn't it? Yeah, and I think um, the health and well-being have got of life or the health and well-being of humans have got different dimensions. So your social connections is actually a major pillar within your well-being. So your social well-being in terms of how you connect with people the kind of people you speak with, you know, the kind of conversations you have, how, you know, useful you've got these relationships can actually guarantee how happy you are. I think there was this research that was done by, I'm not very sure if it's Oxford, but it's actually a longitudinal research. So they studied people for over a couple of years, like even and the second generation to the third generation. And one of the presentations that they gave was that one of the major needs of people is not money, um, but then it's actually social connections. So yeah. having beautiful relationship with people, having people you can go to, you can relate with physically, you know. Um, yeah, and the world is losing hold on that now. So it's just yeah. creating that awareness that, you know what, in as much as you can speak with people virtually, when you yeah. have them with you, it, it helps a lot. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I think so. No, no definitely. And um how does spending probably this is probably a silly question but i'm going to ask it how does spending out time outside impact on your well-being what, what does it how does it affect the person yeah so um thanks it's, it's a very important question actually so spending time outside i've got so much benefits um but i would like to pick it one after the other yeah um so the first benefit that i would like to talk about is that when you spend some time outside, it actually helps your physical health, your physical well-being. So imagine you go out for a walk every day, you're actually engaging in physical activity, and physical activity is actually a major pathway that leads to many health outcomes, yeah. like reduced obesity, reduced, you know, yeah. 
um, other diabetes, etc. Even people with diabetes who tend to go out a lot tends to have better well-being. So yeah. the physical health of people tends to improve when we actually go out to you know interact or maybe go for a walk or engage. Um, the other bit has to do with your mental and emotional well-being. So if you go out for a walk or you go out to enjoy the beautiful environment that you find outside, actually helps your mental health. You know, so most of the time people who dep- who get depressed, one key characteristic or people who get anxious, one key characteristic you see is that they want to withdraw themselves inside. Yeah. They just don't want to go out a lot. And that actually caused their situation deter- to deteriorate. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's why anytime you've got maybe a psychologist, they are all people, they kind of like help you to, you know, they try to engage you. And it's yeah. different from, you know, stuck, being stuck in the house. Yeah. And you are limited. Yeah. So your health and well-being is also important. And it also helps you to work, balance your um, work and life, you know, activities. Yeah. So most of the time, our routine is that we go to work, we come home, you know, and it's like it's a, a fixed routine that is very difficult to break out of it. So sometimes when you spend some time outside, it helps you to break that routine and enjoy some beautiful things. So sometimes you get to new, meet new people that yeah. you, would, you wouldn't have met if you know, you go out to have some encounter with nature or you have an encounter with the outside environment. So, yeah, outdoor environment really is useful. And um, yeah. one thing I can also talk about is that that you can actually build some social connections. Um, but going out, I remember one time I went for a run. So I started a run routine and, you know, I started and at some point I realized that there was this particular person who used to run at that same time. So there was a time when I, hey, mate, I've seen you all this way, you know, how are you getting on, you know, and we were able to start beautiful conversations. And if I was stuck inside, I'm not sure I would have had the opportunity to meet such a lovely person. So um, going out there, trying to, you know, break that indoor life is very useful. And yeah, it helps you in many, many ways. Yeah. And it's, um, there was a word there that you, I picked up about emotional well-being as well there, Sam. So people always look at, um, especially because it's come to more of the forefront about mental health and well-being, but not that people seem to have forgotten about the emotional well-being of the person, which is so important. And also that social interaction, that social contact, uh, etc. Because I think I also saw before about people being um, loneliness is one of the um, where people are at home, they don't go out, they don't talk to anybody. And it could be three or four days they haven't spoke to anybody. But that's one of the kind of emotional well-beings that hits possibly a lot more older colleagues. Yeah. But that is also the other side of it as well, isn't it? Yeah, um, it's good you brought up um, loneliness. So in my research, I've been looking at loads of literature on young people, especially university students, because that's what my research is about. So um, in my, you know, literature view, where I was looking at different research that has been done, I found out that there are three major challenges for students um, or young people. Yeah. And interestingly, loneliness is number four. So we've got anxiety, right. depression, stress, and loneliness. So you mentioned that older people are lonely, but actually many young people are growing in loneliness. Yeah, it's fascinating. So you can imagine, you know, in the long term, how these people's lives are really going to be. So I think it's actually a great opportunity for people to know that, you know, going outside is really helpful um, and being open to kind of like build new connections. And, you know, most of the time people leave where they are and they move to maybe uni they settle at a new location. Yeah. And unfortunately, they don't end up knowing even just a single person, you know, because 
they feel that maybe I've just come into this place, I'm new, and people are not that friendly. Yeah. I, I feel sometimes you can just, you know, give it a go. Try to speak to yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. And I, <clears throat> I've noticed probably last three years, probably because of the pandemic, I've definitely gone out of my way to say hello to people. Um, uh, and you know what? Nine times out of ten, I get a wonderful response, and it's like, "Hi, how are you?" etc. Um, <laughs> and I and I think for for our listeners today, don't be marred by the <coughs> excuse me the ten percent people that don't want to engage or etc. Go with the majority and actually take away the good things of hello to people. How are you? Um, a it makes me feel better, but I know that 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 person will feel better as well. Yeah, and yesterday an incident happened, so this just brought it up. So um, I had the chance to speak to one lady, and it was just a conversation. And you know what? After the conversation, she said that you've made my day. You know, like I was going through a lot, but after speaking with you, I feel so much better. And she was like, oh, is there any chance I can come for another therapy? I was like, no, this is not a therapy. You know, it's just a conversation. But sometimes speaking with people, you help people a lot. And yeah. if got that interest in your heart to help people in as much as you have the benefits you wouldn't know that the person you're going to speak to is actually going through a lot they don't have anyone to speak to and sometimes just offering to speak to people really helps them so i think it's just knowing that you know making the move is not just for yourself but then actually be helping someone or knowing yeah and and the bit there is about benefit in your heart i love the way you just put that the benefit in your heart to not to help yourself, but other people, um, and the world would be a bit nicer, wouldn't it, Sam? If, if actually people did that bit Definitely. of helping other people and said, hello, yeah. how are you? Those kind of, it'd be a nice... I've got a, personal, I've got a personal thing that I don't care how someone treats me. So it's a personal philosophy I live by. Yeah. All the time I'm smiling anyway. So yeah. I always say that I don't care how anybody treats me. It's about how I treat them. Yes. So, are very rude to me and sometimes I've, I've had encounters like that where someone would be very rude to me and yeah. I would just say to myself you know what maybe this person is going through something that you have yes. no idea so don't just treat them by the way they're treating you just yeah. be nice so I always say that if you can't improve people after meeting them don't at least leave them the way you met them yes don't bring them down you get yeah. what I'm yeah, yeah. And it's really helpful and it's really helped me myself. So yeah. I don't get the chance to be angry, you know, because someone treated me in a way. Sometimes I feel, well, this person might be ignorant. Yeah. Um, maybe this person doesn't, you know, like people. And of course, there are people who are very introverts. Yes. And, you know, it's just about having this, you know, um, broad perspective about yeah. how people are very different. And that shouldn't limit you from being, you know, nice to people and opening up yeah. to people and, trying to spark a conversation. Yeah. And I think that's a really nice point there, Sam, about like benefits to people. We need to walk in their shoes. So in in the world that I work in mediation, we get people to walk in the other person's shoes. What could be going on in their lives? What could be happening, you you know, something bad in the morning? Not give the person the benefit of doubt, but listen to what's going on. So actually they may need, excuse me, just someone to talk to from that perspective. Um, So, yeah, I think that's a really good bit. So what other benefits would we see by experiencing outside? Um, What what kind of other benefits would we see in people if they start to embrace talking to more people, doing a bit more exercise? What benefits would people feel, Sam? 
Yeah, I think the first benefit people feel is that they will actually feel better. So better in the sense of whatever they found themselves in, they realize that their lives are improving. So yeah. if they were happy, they will feel happier. Yeah. If they were sad, they will feel happy. Um, if they were introvert, perhaps they will actually get people that they can still confide in in a way. Yeah. So um, yeah, the first thing I would say is to feel better. You feel better irrespective of whatever you're going through, isn't it? Um, yeah. And the other thing is that, you know, if you begin to engage, one of the benefits you have, as I said, your physical health will improve. Um, if you've got, even if you've got underlying health conditions, I know people who have got underlying health conditions are very particular about what they do, yeah. and they just don't want to deteriorate their condition, isn't it? Yeah. But sometimes, you know, just going for a walk, having someone to speak to, having someone that you can actually, you know, be very confident in or about yeah. is very useful. So the benefits are actually more than I can actually say. Yeah. Um, sometimes you may end up, you know, meeting a friend that would be a friend for life, someone yeah. that can be part of your life, you know. Yeah. And it all comes by going out there, engaging with people, being nice to people, yeah. um, and not blaming people so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, it's, and I read a, a fascinating paper that it's, it's easier to be negative and miserable because of our, how our brain connects uh, from that perspective. Rather than being happy and smiley, it takes work. Uh, and I always say to people... Do you know what? It does take a bit of work to be smiley and happy, but do you know what? Life's quite short. We may as well try and enjoy it and get on with it rather than allow those electrodes to keep being negative, connect and those kind of things. Yeah, that, that's 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 right on point, because I feel sometimes, um, you know, the world is not going to get better off than this. And so you need to improve yourself. Yeah. Um, so sometimes I think we, for instance, people trust that the world is going to be better off. So they'll just rely and wait for the world to be better. Yeah. But the world becomes better when everyone begins to better themselves. Everyone yes. begins to improve. Everyone begins to, you know, get on their shoes about what they have to improve on. Yeah. So it's more intrinsic. And the more intrinsic we can be to improve ourselves, the more extrinsic that can be. So it would have an impact on other people. It would have an impact on the very people who are connected to us in a way. Yeah. So, yeah, I believe yeah. that. And um, <clears throat> what support is out there for colleagues or students to help with improve their mental health? Uh, Sam, what support's out there for people? Yeah, so I think for um, it, it depends on where you live. So I think one thing I've noticed about the UK and I'm very, very happy about is that in every location, they've got different support systems available. Yes. So for instance, if you live in Bristol, as I am in Bristol, or maybe you live in London, you can just pick your phone and just search, you know, wellbeing services are available. And there are loads of them that are charity. Yes. So you don't have to pay. Yeah. You just need to go to them and these organizations, of course, they're charities. They are supposed to abide by UK data protection and stuff yeah. like that. So they wouldn't, you know, expose what your weakness that you have. But it's always important to seek for support. So yeah. for students, most of the time, they've got well-being, uh, mental health and well-being support services available. And this was the service I used when I was doing my master's. That got me, you know, in my career as I am. Yes. Because, you know, so support is really important and i think sometimes if you can't be very confident about these organizations you can confide in the people close to you if you've yeah. got friends that you believe these friends can improve you of course we are the best to judge our friends isn't it so if yeah. you think your friend is someone who can really be helpful sometimes just speak to the friend the friend may also know someone who yeah. knows 
you know, so that immediate connection. And also our families. I think yeah. our families are very, very useful to us, but we don't use our families a lot. And it's because sometimes we get overly ambitious about what we want to do and we forget about, you know, the people around us have support us. They actually support system for us. So, yeah, we need to take advantage of our friends, our peers, you know, our family. Of course, the support services out there, just take your phone, search well-being support services. There are loads of charities available that provide different unique support services. Yeah. And I would like to add this, that they have also got um, social groups on social media yeah. um, and as i said it's also based on where you're located so there are social groups that sometimes they have like cycling groups they have um hiking groups they've got several groups that go into the out spaces and yeah. i need to say this that in as much as it's important to go outside there are specific places outside that provide more benefits yeah. and one of them is green spaces so if you'd like to go for a walk, there's this research that was done about physical activity. And they found out that people who go into, who do physical activity within green spaces, yeah. for example, nature, I, I think nature is what people understand easily. Yeah. So people who go into nature to exercise have more benefits than people who goes on the streets to exercise. Yeah. Right. We need to make use of the environment, but then we need to know that there are specific areas that provide yeah. so much benefits. and. Yeah. Um, just pick a phone, go online, search for well-being services around you, yeah. social groups around you, try to engage. And I think some of them are professionals. They know how to relate with people. Yeah. So in spite of your personality, they would know how to, you know, deal yeah. with you and you have the benefits that you need to have. Yeah. And it's, <clears throat> the, the way you spoke there, Sam, was just so calm, easy. You know, it's quite natural to, you know, pick up your phone, have a look about for well-being. There doesn't feel any stigma attached to it it just feels come on get hold of the phone there's loads of like hiking groups walking there's loads of groups isn't it i know fascinating i googled recently something for my wife and i but there's loads of groups that you can join yeah. and do and i think um, sometimes people don't have the trust okay so for instance mm -hmm. if they're opening up to people they don't have that trust for people yeah. but i think that it's actually you can't be in your comfort zone to actually yeah. break away from something that you're not comfortable about so you need to try, just make a first push. At least, you know, yeah. if you try three times and it's not all not good, you have enough reason not to. But yeah. people have not tried and yeah. they're just, you know, giving up. And I think yeah. one of the group I recommend is churches. So sometimes yeah. there are churches available that provide a lot of support, a lot of social activities you can actually engage in as well. Yeah. yeah. That's a really good point at the end, because the churches many, many years ago used to be very prominent, especially in the UK, whereas over the years, people have moved away from the churches. But actually, the churches are really good places, lots of activities, lots of support, people you can go and speak to in confidence, those kind of bit. Uh, yeah, that's a really good point. Honestly, and I think coming from Africa, obviously, um, I've been in a church all my life and I've seen the benefits of being in the church. And yeah. I think in the UK it's quite different and I I feel it's because the younger generation have not seen the benefits. So yeah. the older um, generation have seen the benefits and they know the benefits of churches, but the younger generation, because they've not been exposed to the benefits the church can actually give to them. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, if you're listening, I would like to encourage you, you know, there's places you can go to build. And honestly, there are many young people who cry in their rooms because they don't have no point of support. 
yeah. from their families. They don't know anyone they can go to. And I would use this opportunity to encourage them that there are churches available, there are other social groups. Just give it a try. Yeah. You can open an account on Instagram or Facebook. Just try to get in touch yeah. with these support services and build a new social life. And yeah, I'm sure, Steve, and people come to testify to you that, yeah, they are having a better life than they yeah. have. Yeah. and if not i can use your face as the guarantee sam of the smiley face that you it will get better and i, I love the bit there of have a try because i'm a great believer i was brought up by my mum about trying things and actually you never get anywhere unless you try or experience things uh, and i just love the way you've put it there come on let's have a try of it and i love the bit there try it three times then you've got reason why you haven't whereas i come across people and i say have you tried that? And they go, no. And I go, well, how can you say you don't like it if you've never tried it? So I think we're on the same, we're kindred spirits, Sam, yeah, which is great. Thank you, thank you Stephen. Yeah. Thank you. And um, we've said about individuals and that, but what about um, for groups of people? What support is out there for um, like teams or groups of people that would help their well-being or kind of in the environment? What would you just suggest there, Sam? Yeah, I think the look, it depends, you know, obviously for UK, every local authority have got different um, systems available. Um, but I think the local authority is one of the major areas that yeah. they can look at. So if they are a group, um, sometimes the local authority have got um, supports available. And if a group wants to engage in an activity, they can yeah. actually show them the facilities they can use. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They can actually signpost them to, or they can even start something new. Yeah. So I think a group is actually... Once you're a group or if you're a group and you want to engage, you want to go out there, you are very powerful, even more than an individual, because you're made up of several individuals who've come together. So I think the first thing I can say is that they can actually start something on their own. Yeah. Um, start something on your own. You can decide to go out for a walk every week or maybe some days in a week, or maybe you can decide to do an activity yeah. or maybe a sport or something, you know. And if you want to get maybe other people to be involved, then you can get in touch with your local authorities. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, you can build something from there. So yeah. there isn't enough reason for you not to engage. Um, I would like to say just put the shoes on and start doing something. And trust yeah. me, you would have a good outcome out of it. Yeah. And, and there's lots of people out there that... <clears throat> can connect or speak to people to form small groups or that uh, and I really like the, the mention about the local authorities because people forget the local authorities have got lots of good resources uh, and that even goes from <coughs> kind of like halls to use um, yeah. gyms swimming pools those kind of things that actually if we use those more a we feel better in ourselves but also they'll be helping people in jobs and a community those kind of things it has a big knock-on effect doesn't it that, yeah that's so true I think even um the, the local authority that I'm in, so where I live, yeah. the local authority, I've got a hall and they've made mention that if you're a group and you live in that community, you would even yeah. pay less and yes. you can use that space to do whatever you want to do, you know. Yeah. And I think the challenge is that lack of information. So most yeah. of the time, people don't know what is available for them. Yeah. And that's why I think sometimes we need to make use of the internet. Whatever comes into your mind, well, I want to go out for a run. Um, which areas are more green? You can just type that on Google and you would have a walking route that's very greenery. It's just yeah. as simple as that, isn't it? Um, yeah. So I think people can give a try. I'm just advocating for people to start something. Yeah. Um, just don't give up on yourself. If you feel um, you want to do it alone, there's still a way to do it alone. Yeah. 
that you know I, I i remember i started the gym at some point but i lost motivation one of the reasons was because i've got a lot on my hands so i'm always busy but you know i always feel that you know if i had a friend who would come and say hey let's go you've got no chance yeah. to be working you know it would kind of help me yes go a lot but i still try my best to spend some time out there go yeah. for a walk go for a run um yeah and it's really helpful yeah no and it, i think it just the, the message i'm taking today is like give it a go come on yeah let's put our go. shoes on give it a go for it and there's loads of things out there to do and i think going back to google rather mm. than what i call mindless google where people waste hours just looking at stuff well it's actually there's some really good things to look at google of local groups charities etc where you're positive and proactive rather than sitting there just losing hours and days yeah yeah and i think that the health and well-being of people are projected to deteriorate in the next couple of years yeah. so it doesn't look good honestly it yeah. doesn't look good and things are going to worsen but it's actually an accumulative thing so it's because many people are not engaging as much that's why it's actually going to be resulted into that so yeah. in that same way if we can start to build something new that would improve yeah. our health and well-being in the long term we are actually going to save society the yeah. cost um the you know the pressure on the nhs pressure yes. on the health systems and stuff like it all begins with the lifestyle and yeah. most of the difficult diseases to treat are the lifestyle diseases yes. because they accumulate with time so yeah. it takes so much to deal with them so that if you decide to make a decision today that you're going to engage a lot you're going to be physically active you're going to be using whatever you have at your disposal to improve your whole being yeah. in the next couple of years you realize that your blood flow every system of your yeah. body is working perfectly better than before yeah yeah and i think also there sam is people have to be patient with themselves the amount of people i've worked with over the years that day one i'm going to lose a stone in weight and if they don't lose it by the end of the week that's it i give up whereas my philosophy um uh, and it's a book by james clear about atomic habits i'm just a great believer of daily behaviors then help you towards your goals rather than big audacious goals that people try and get in a week yeah so there's this they say um a small leak sinks a big ship you know yeah. and it's not going to sink today but it would sink eventually so they eventually for everyone may take a longer time isn't it yeah. but is yeah. that patience and hope we have so if i'm engaging in physical activity i know that my next 20 years is going to be healthy yes so you don't say well my tomorrow is going to be healthy because actually the first day is that for instance if you go to the gym the yeah. next day you're going to feel pains all over your body yeah. and that pain can actually be something that would stop you from going isn't it yeah. but with time realize that that pain will go so um i think if we want to have a very strong health it's yeah. something that grows with time yes so we need to have that patience yeah. and have this understanding that you know long term goals how yeah. long it goes that maybe in the next 5 years as i've started developing this behavior yeah. in the next 5 years you can actually measure the difference yeah and i think that's one of the reasons why many interventions struggle in the uk in terms of interventions that look at yeah. helping people improve their well-being because uh, most of the lifestyle changes it takes time to measure yes so sometimes those interventions you can't measure the outcome within the shortest possible time yeah. and that is the challenge i found in the literature in my research area so we are advocating for green spaces 
And most of the time, you know, founders are much interested in the outcome being measurable. And if you go into nature to, you know, and your well-being yes. is improving, it's very difficult to measure that those parameters. Yes. You know, those variables are very difficult to measure. Yeah. But again, the evidence is there that yeah. these spaces produces those benefits. Yeah. And there is even a research that um, there is even a wider research that looks at people living in areas that have got more greenery. So yeah. if even an area that have got more greenery, research have found that people who live there have better health outcomes than yeah. people that lives in areas that have not got much greenery. But of course, they don't account for whether these people use these spaces or not. You know, yeah. but just living in a location that have got those facilities available can help you. It yeah. shows how when we can narrow it down to individual perspective, that if I am going out a lot, you know, that yeah. is actually going to be beneficial. Yes. So we need to trust the process. We need to have patience and be confident that with time would have the outcome that we expect. Yeah. Uh, and the question I'm going to ask you, Sam, which is not on here, when are you going to be then Prime Minister of the UK? Because I'll vote <laughs> I'll vote for you, Sam. Today, I'm, I'm, I'm on the bandwagon. I'm feeling that passion, Sam, which is brilliant. That's what we need. Uh, well, yeah. I, think, um, I think everyone have got a contribution to give yeah. the world. And so for me, I'm a Christian. I believe that God brought me for a purpose to actually improve the lives of people. Um, sometimes you don't know the journey, isn't it? Um, so you don't get overly ambitious about it. But I'm mostly concerned about if I can actually make difference from one person to the other, from yeah. another person to the other. So I would like to say this. So when I was doing my master's and the COVID came in, initially I was planning to do um, a more quantitative research for my dissertation. But the COVID came in and I was supposed to work with um, the public health within the local authority that my uni was. And I ended up trying, I ended up doing a research that I was passionate about because the COVID gave that opportunity anyway. Yeah. So I decided to look at how international students do physical activity in the UK and how they are supported. Yeah. And um, I did a bit of review and I found out from the literature that most students, international students have got poor health outcomes um, in terms of the adaptation struggles, you know. Yeah. Um, culture shock, other aspects that they struggle yeah. with. But I actually found something very different. So the students that I engaged with actually were very active and they mentioned that they were really supported by the university um, and there were many support services available for them, like James, you know, um, emails being yeah. sent to them about, you know, so I feel sometimes it's about seeing these little evidence that are very useful and propagating it out yes. there. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I know I've deviated from your question a bit, but yeah, let's see what God has said. So if I yeah. were to be someone who can actually make a larger impact through yeah. politics, that would be lovely. But yes. then as it stands now, I want to actually focus on my research and yeah. get the research out there and yeah. you know get people to know that these are the benefits out there we can actually, yeah. and they're not expensive. Yes. The thing, yeah. Very free, as a matter of fact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Free. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no. No, you, you're spot on. Is when people put blockers in of like time or money or that, it's free just yeah. to go out, open the door, well, go and have a nice walk. I think we've, we've been talking about this for almost an hour, and I've not mentioned that it's free. Yeah, so people don't think about money, yes, yeah. out there, make use of it. Yeah, and you come with a testimony. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And the last question, which I get asked a lot for our, our kind of um guests, what um personal development are you working on, Sam, for 2023? <laughs> Oh, thanks for the question. Um, currently, I've got a lot um, on board. Um, and 
Okay, so I look at this question mostly this way. I see, um, as a human, you've got different dimensions of life. And most of the time, we kind of like jerk our goal towards our academic and, you know, work goals. But I've got a plan for my academics. I've got plans for my family. I've got plans for my holidays. I've got plans for my, you know, family, like friends and stuff like that. So um, by the end of the year, I plan to actually go ahead, of course, get some research published from what I'm doing so that the public would be able to see the benefits of green infrastructure, of green spaces to the well-being of young people. And at the same time, um, yeah, I'm also expecting that I'll be able to make my family happy because Good. they're closer to me. And at the end of the year, everyone should be able to say, oh, Sam, you know, I think this year has been so amazing. You've been so yeah. useful to us. Um, yeah, and my neighbors as well. Um, so people should be able to feel that I've actually been a good neighbor. Yeah. I've not made life, you know, stressful for them in any yeah. way. So I think more broadly about these goals. Um, yeah. In terms of um, work, um, so because I'm doing a PhD full time, I'm just working part time. Um, so currently I started a new job and I'm hoping that by the end of the year, I should have been a valuable asset to them and they can actually yeah. attest to it. Yeah, fantastic. So, Sam, can I just say a huge thank you? I'm sure we could talk for ages, uh, you and I, but I just want to say a huge thank you for being our guest today uh, on our podcast. How can people connect with you, Sam? What's the easiest way that people can connect with you? Oh, thank you so much, Stephen. And I'd like to thank you for the opportunity. Um, I've actually enjoyed it. It's my first time being on a podcast. Yeah. And I'm sure, I hope your um, hearers will be proud of it in terms yeah. of how useful it is going to be to them. Um, people can reach out to me. So I've got a Twitter account. So the Twitter account is SamChe underscore. Um, and I've got a LinkedIn account as well. So SamoBafoche. Um, so you can just search for me on SamoBafoche on LinkedIn. Um, and I'm at the University of West of England, Bristol. So maybe you may have many people come out with the same name. But then, yeah, University of West of England, Bristol, that's why I'm doing a PhD. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just try to reach out to me and I'm sure maybe they can get in touch with you, Stephen. Yes. If they want to get in touch with me, they can also yeah. get in touch with me through you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Oh, wonderful. So well, um, all the best with your PhD for the rest of the year. Oh, really nice. appreciate it. And I know our paths will cross, Sam, but um, I just want to say a huge <laughs> thank you for, for today. I really appreciate it. I think if I'm um, hopefully by the time I'll be done my PhD, I'll have so much experience and so much things to share. So yeah. Yeah, hopefully I may give another talk on that. <laughs> yeah, of course, you, of course you will. You're setting yourself to come on again, which I love. <laughs> so we do that. But um, Sam, a huge thank you and I wish you all the best for 2023. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Stephen.